Naye Lupondwana on SAFM. I'm going to introduce you to our guests and uh, when we get them here, they'll be giving us some insights. We'll be getting perspectives from the Christian community, from the Hebrew Israelites and from the Muslim community. But then again, remember, this is not exclusively for them to answer. If you from any other faith have the answer to our question, would like to hear from your faith, which way does it go? Like I said... We are going to be represented, we're scheduled to be represented by three communities of faith. But we don't close it off to just those three. would like to hear all the views and perspectives from the other perspectives. From the other faiths and religious organizations or whatever you want to call yourselves. Let me begin by introducing you to our first guest. Easton Zanumwe is no stranger to the program. Evangelist who is a Hebrew Israelite. Evangelist, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, Nae. Good evening, Azania. Thank you for inviting me. Also, we do have um, Pastor Joshua Mponga, cultural activist and writer of Fighters Ritual Colonialism. He'll be joining us in a short while. But uh, also, we do have uh, Mulana Basim Keys, a Muslim theologian, joining us on the line. Good evening to you, Mulana. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you, Naya. And uh, good evening to Ibn and to you. Let's jump right in, gentlemen. We're talking about the communities that uh, seem to be demonstrating a confusing pattern of behavior. We now don't know who is supposed to be doing what. Who exactly is responsible to the other? Is it the people who are responsible to the organization? Or is it the organization or the house of God that has a responsibility to look after the people? Let's begin with you, Molana. Go ahead. Okay, uh, good evening. Uh, Once again, uh, I would like to begin by saying that uh, uh, the houses of God, scripturally, are the center of worship. And uh, in Islam, the rites of creation are part of the worship of God. So, as a consequence of that, the house of God has a religious obligation to look after um, the creation of God. When I say creation of God, is not only um, in terms of human beings and their well-being, but to look after everything, the environment, to look after every aspect of life and space that is shared by the community. All right. Would you like to share and, a text uh, for, for us there, Mulan? Yeah, well, uh, if you go to Quran 72, verse 18, um, in there, uh, God says that masajid uh, most definitely the masajid or uh, the mosques belong to Allah. And there should be no one to be worshipped other than Allah. Then it goes on. وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ يَدْعُوهُ كَادُ يَكُونُنَ عَلَيْهِ لِبَدَى So, when the masajid are belonging to Allah, Allah says in the second reference, where He gives eight categories of people within the right of God, which is a zakat. You should know about charity in Islam. You know, uh, Muslims give charity, which is a right of God over his mid-creation. And the house of God, which is a place of worship, is 
the direct location of taking that responsibility, of discharging that responsibility. And uh, those are mentioned... Um, I will give the reference later, but um, it so says... B- b- before you continue there, um, I was hoping you would explain the first one. Um, uh, can you read again in English so that we can be able to follow it in English there, uh, Molana? Uh, I think my, my, my first reference was that um, we make a distinction that what are the massages? Who does the massages belong to? You know, is it a human ownership of it, on you know, for God, or is it a place to discharge God's command? I understand. So can you kindly read it so that we can understand if it, it speaks to that effect? Yes. So it says, most certainly, masajid, places of worship, belong to Allah. And it continues and it says, no one should be worshipping them other than Allah, ever. And uh, <clears throat> the second uh, reference that I'm making... Uh, Before you go to the ref- the second reference, I-, I-, I was asking you to repeat it because it doesn't seem to be saying anything to the effect that you're suggesting there, Mulana. Remember you suggested that uh, the Quran says uh, it is the masjid or masajid or the place of worship that is responsible for all creation, human beings and the hills and the valleys, so to speak. And yet that text says absolutely nothing to that effect. Well, well, uh, hence I'm giving you um, multiple references. Well, this one doesn't count. Uh, we can't even count it, Molana. We can't even count this because it does not speak to the subject at hand. You cannot say multiple and include this one in that reference of multiple. Can we begin with the first one that would speak to what we're talking about? Right. Uh, Sir, Quran has been the life commentary of our prophet peace be upon him and its implementation has always been him who is our reference in how he has implemented it and that is why uh in isolation uh you would you would not perhaps get all your answers in one specific verse that the masjid is bound to do one, two, three. Hence, you have to go to the prophet's teachings and his history and dig in there to see how it all fits in. All right. So what, Hence, you, um, so what you're saying is that the text in and by itself doesn't give any guidance. We need to use our own ingenuity to piece together pieces of the puzzle as we'd like to see the picture. Our prophet has given us a, be- a best example and the Quran has guided us to refer to him as an example of how to implement Quran. And uh, it is in his masjid that we saw the practicality of the implementation of the rights of the creation of God being implemented through the masjid. So in no t- there is such, no text that gives that guidance. Pardon? So there is no text that gives it guidance. Again, it is dependent entirely on you as the clergy, as the religious leaders, to go into the various lived experiences of the uh, of, 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 of the Prophet and then deduce from what you observed. Uh, well, the Prophet, peace be upon him himself, has numerous utterances in all the above. So our to respond then, um, our method of of providing evidence starts with Al-Quran and it moves to the teachings of the Prophet. I understand. I understand so, there, Mulana. The I, Quran, I, I, I need you to move with me there, Mulana. I totally understand what you're saying. What I'm trying to establish from you is from the Quran, we don't have a text that directly deals with this, do we? It does. Read Allah subhanahu wa go to Quran um, 98, verse 5. Read it for us kindly. Wherein, wherein 
Almighty God says, and they have been commanded that they should worship no one except Allah. Um, right. And then it goes on and says, and they will establish salah and they will discharge charity. And that is the way of this, that is the way of God that has been uh, prescribed on them. So charity and giving in um, and giving or taking care of the needs of the needy has always been linked with prayer. Okay. It is a, play, uh, a form of prayer, and the masjid and the masjid is a venue where prayers take place. Okay. That is the argument I'm, argue, uh, I'm, I'm presenting. Got it. No problem. No problem. Thank you very much, Mulan. I'm going to take a break and come back. We're going to come back. We're going to hear from the evangelist. It doesn't seem as though we're able to get through to our Christian representative for tonight, but I'm hoping we'll keep on trying. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. Stand by. Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith. Welcome back and thank you very much for agreeing to be part of our, well, debate for tonight. The lines are open all the time. 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. We do have Pastor Bishop Joshua Maponga, who is a cultural activist, a writer, a fighter of spiritual colonialism. He's joining us on the line. Bishop, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you, thank you and good evening to all of you. Listeners out there. All right, let's go to the evangelist. Evangelist, you've been listening to the Mulana from the Muslim perspective, from the Hebrew perspective. How does it work? Is it I who's supposed to be looking after the place of worship, or is it the place of worship that's supposed to be looking after my needs? Evangelist. Is the evangelist there? All right, we're going to move on while we're trying to get connected to the evangelist. It seems as though we've lost our line to the evangelist. Bishop. From your perspective, the Christian perspective, how does it work? Bishop? We, we, need, we need firstly to share the building of the church. Uh, we, and why? We need to first do what? Say that again. I, I missed you there. We need to first what? We need firstly to appreciate the institution called the church. Okay. And whether the church is similar to a synagogue and the church is similar to a temple or a church is similar to a sanctuary. And if the modern Christian church has its definition of a church based on the sanctuary, which is a Hebraic and a biblical concept of the meeting place of the community, those that have been called aside for a particular purpose, then we needed to find out what is and what was the initial purpose of this vehicle we call a sanctuary, and what sort of financial systems were put into place in terms of putting it as a resource center, according to Malachi chapter 3, so that there can be food in the house of worship. What does that food mean? Is it physical food? Is it a gathering place of community resources? And when these resources come into a central place, how are these resources supposed to be distributed to the community and the target areas? And uh, I will get a verse for you before the end of the show, which clearly illustrates that when tithes and offerings are collected, I think it should be in the Old Testament, particularly in the Torah, that offerings are supposed to be collected from the twelve tribe, from the eleven tribes. Levi did not have to go to work. Uh, so that all the other tribes brought their tithes together. And the clear stipulation is given in the text that this is for the purpose of assisting the poor, assisting the widows, assisting the orphans, and also the foreigners, including the musicians who happen to be the Levites in the place of work. Within that understanding and definition, therefore, we would find that church became a central relief center. It was actually a community church which dealt with issues of social justice and social imbalance in terms of sharing the resources of the sanctuary with the members. A unique case happens 
on the story of David when normal members who are able to raise their own money run out of food and they come to the temple to which the priest who was on duty says, I cannot give you the bread. Take note of the word. I cannot give you the bread in the sanctuary. And the same concept of bread is given by Malachi will now illustrate that I cannot give you the resources of the temple unless you are priest. To which David looks at his men and he says, are you all circumcised? They agreed to that. And are we all clean? Cleanliness could have meant that they abstain from sexual immorality and other things, to which they all agreed. The priest then goes into the house and collects the bread, which was meant for the priest, and it was eaten by the soldiers of David, and David also, almost like was eaten by common men. They will also find that during the time of disaster and stress, members can also eat tithes and offerings. And particularly in the book of Numbers, it is clear that tithe was not supposed to be a weekly collection or a monthly collection, but tithe was aligned to the farming issues. Then only after farming would people bring in their tithe and offerings. And there's a particular passage again, in the book of Numbers, that is clear that every three years, uh, collect your tithes and offerings. And this time around, not to bring it to the sanctuary, but collect it where you are and eat it together with your neighbors. And just to teach on the sarcasm and the mischief of the evangelical uh, community and Pentecostal community, that is in a hurry to crucify all the laws of the Torah to the cross. I wonder why tithes and offerings are not also crucified. All right. So your 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 suggestion now is it's the responsibility of who? Who exactly is supposed to be taking care of the other in the final analysis? The the function of the body of Christ, if we are supposed to pick the X example, is found in the book of Acts chapter two and also some glimpses of Acts chapter three, you find it scattered throughout the book of Acts where members came together, they shared their resources together, and they distributed to everyone according to their need. We have another model right there of community wealth creation, community bank, where every member was equal. Those that had plenty shared their plenty with those that had less, so that within the body of believers, there was a form of equality, which I think became almost a basis of our Ubuntu uh, to say the least, where we work together, we share things together. If someone does not have cattle to plow, we share our cattle with him. If someone cannot weed their field, we go there and we assist them. Because we know that their poverty will end up reflecting on us. And if they are part and a member of the community, it is our responsibility. Love your brother as you love yourself. For me, will become a fundamental concept that must govern the body of faith. I need you to be as direct as possible there, Bishop. Are you saying it is the church, in your case, that it's supposed to be looking after its members, or is it the members who are supposed to be looking after the church? The members who call themselves a body of, of believers, they have a common understanding of the principles which govern their function. The church is a collecting center. Therefore, it remains as a responsibility of the members bring their resources to one place. Okay. But now, unfortunately, the ministers who are now sitting in the temple, instead of them acting as trustees of what they have collected, they've become beneficiaries of the same offering. All right. All right. All right. Let's bring in the evangelist. Evangelist, are you there? Hey, shalom, Bishop. Shalom, Bishop. I couldn't shalom. agree with you more. That's exactly what I've always been saying, that the structure that we have today does not answer to Scripture. And therefore, some of these discussions that we have are not going to be fruitful as long as the so-called church does not conform to the Scripture itself. Now, when you look at the topic that we are supposed to discuss today, it works both ways, right? First, it is the, it is the, it, it, it is the nation, Yashra'al, a worship. That is supposed to bring the food at the, at, at, at the collecting place, at the sanctuary, right? Now, when the nation has done, this is a very strategic move that Abaya devised for the nation. So when the nation has brought what they have, this is going to be used to, to ameliorate problems in the society, in the nation, so that 
those that cannot or those that do not have are going to be fed and are going to be looked after. And and if we, you know, when we read from from, from the book of uh, Jacob or what you call Jen, uh chapter one, verse 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 uh, twenty-seven, it says, "Pure religion and undefiled before Allah and the Father is this." to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unsupported from the world. Then the, 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 the standard is given in Malachi. Where you read in, in chapter 3, uh, verse, let me just read one verse. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse and let there be food in my house. So there is, this is the role that, that the nation has got to, to act, to bring the tithes into the into the storehouse, so that there is food. Now, who is supposed to eat this food? And, 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 and it, says, it goes on to say, and please prove me in this, said Yahweh of us, whether I do not open for you the, the windows of the heavens and shall pour out for you boundless blessings. Now, if you want to find out who is supposed to eat this type, or we supposed to, I think the, the, the bishop has covered that. You go to, to, the, to the book of, of, of Deuteronomy, chapter, chapter 14. It's very clear there. The Levite, who has got no inheritance, is going to feed from that. The poor, the stranger, the orphan. So, that, so the, this whole thing works together. The nation gives to, 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 to the storehouse. And then the storehouse, where you have the priests and the trustees, are going to distribute accordingly. Now, it doesn't work like that today because the church of today is a man-made project. It is an institutionalized uh, 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 project. So you will find that there is a certain group and a class of people who own the church, whereas in the scriptures, the assembly is owned by Abba Yahweh. He is the one, the sole proprietor of that institution. Now, in fact, when you come to today, it doesn't apply because these are man-made projects. Which are which have got a purpose of making money. So if we have got to go back to scripture, then we have to take the format that Yeshua has, in which where the the, the the whole congregation, the whole assembly, does not belong to a man but belongs to Abaya, and then everything that happens there, it is guided by the principles of the Torah. So you're, you're in total agreement with um, the bishop that it is supposed to be the place of worship that looks after the people using the resources of the people. The point of worship that looks after the disadvantaged, right? Whose resources are coming from the worshippers. All right. So if that be the case there, um, uh, evangelist, why can't the people just, instead of taking it to those whom you are alleging are misusing and abusing these tithes and offerings. Why can't I, as a believer, as a follower of this particular religion, just take it straight to the offering? It's permitted. It's permitted, now. It's permitted. We've got lots of uh, uh, examples in Scripture where people who did good works, that were helping those who need to be helped. It's permitted. The problem that we have, institutionalized... Uh, Show us the text. Show us the text, evangelist. When, if you're saying I can redirect my tithes and offerings not to go to the place of worship, as Malachi suggests, and go and take it straight to the widow, straight to the orphan, straight to the stranger, then please share the text that permits me to do that, as you're suggesting. Okay. We, we, I want we, to share something... I want to share something also, Naye. I, I will give you the chance, Bishop. I just want to give the evangelist the opportunity to, to, to substantiate what he's saying. Go ahead, evangelist. I wanted to add, I wanted to add <laughs> into the work. You, you can. Just, just let the evangelist finish his point. Go ahead, evangelist. Before I go to examples like uh, women like Lydia who are doing good works and helping the poor and all that, I want to, 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 to look at, at, uh, at uh, Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Right. Uh, we don't have tithes in the early assembly, if, if you may take note, take note of that. Yeah, just just the read, tithes, the, just read the, the line that you're referring to, the evangelist, in chapter 16. Yes. Read it for us kindly. Yes, I'm going to read that. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 says, And concerning the collections for the separate ones, 
you are to do as I gave orders to the assemblies of Galatia. Every day, one, one of the week, one of the week, let each one of you set aside storing whatever is. He is prospered so that there is no collection when I come. Clearly, you can see that these people, they are collecting at their own places. They are collecting at their own places so that they can give to Shaul, who are going to give to the saints. I, I have no Yerushalayim. problem with, the, with that text. However, I was hoping you'd give us a text that you suggested exists that permits the believer to take not the tithe to the church, but take it to the orphans and the widows and the foreigners and so forth. If that text exists, kindly share that text with us, evangelist. All right, let me read it here. Another one. Uh, we go to Deuteronomy chapter 14. Deuteronomy chapter 14. We will start reading from verse 12, I think mean 22. We were given guidelines of how how the, this this type is got to to work. I think you are looking for verse twenty eight and twenty nine. I've, 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 I've sorry, twenty nine. Twenty nine actually Okay, let me Levi, just read this. Uh, uh, and the uh, must share this with the stranger. Right. Let me just read verse twenty nine. Yes. Yes. It's, it's all there. And I've sent text also now on your WhatsApp here. You can pick them right. up and share them. I I have I do not have access to my WhatsApp right now, Bishop. Can I read it? Go ahead, Evangelist. And the Levite, because he has no portion, no inheritance with you, and the sojourner and the fatherless and the widow who are within your gates shall come and eat and be satisfied, so that Yahweh, your Allahim, does barakah you or bless you in all the work that you your hand which you do. So here is a man that is that that has got his tithe at the end of the harvest. And he is being instructed that he has got to look after. Actually, when you look read this whole chapter, it, it is very clear in this chapter that you eat the tithe, you give the one that is at disadvantage. There is, in this context, you are not taking it to the, to, to the house. But later on, of course, Malachi tells us to take it to the house as a distribution center. Okay. All right. Uh, Bishop, you wanted to throw a spanner in the works. Go ahead. I wanted to throw a... Uh, churches, churches are quite interesting for me now because they're a bit mischievous. Can you read for me Numbers chapter 28? I, 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 I don't have access to my to my literature. That's why I'm asking you to read it. You, you, you want Numbers oh, what? Numbers 28 verse 7. Numbers I know 28. We want to talk about tithes and offerings and many things. But I want to just highlight something that is quite mischievous, which also the church finds itself guilty and I want to bring verse, balance. Verse seven. Yeah, number chapter twenty-eight, verse seven. And I want to bring balance between church, Christianity, it, and African indigenous indigenous uh, faith systems. Also, can you read verse seven? Seven. And it's drink offering one fourth of a hin for each lamb. Is that the correct one? It says, pour, also bring for pour, me pour out the, the drink to Yahweh as an offering in the set apart place." If you get a good translation also, it will say, bring me a, a quarter of a hin of fermented drink. All right. And okay, pour okay. it on the altar as an offering to the Lord. <laughs> okay, I can read the, another another vision for you. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right, Bishop. You're being mischievous right now. <laughs> can, can, we, can we park that point? And perhaps we can... It's part get, of an offering. It's part I, of an offering. I, I, I understand. So it's not bringing this, this quarter in, and every man brings a quarter and a quarter yeah. from the whole nation. How many buckets yeah. of intoxicating drink and who was supposed to share this drink with? Joey? And, and, and it, it throws another... I understand. I understand. Uh, again, Bishop, please permit me. Joey is listening. We, we perhaps we'll have a conversation specifically on that. It is very mischievous of you. And I, <laughs> I should learn by now to expect that from you, but not for tonight. <laughs> not for tonight. Now, I, I want us. I want us to um, uh, to to bring in the Mulana. Mulana, you're listening to your contemporaries here um, directly speaking to this issue and i'd like to hear your response because all of these faiths that we have tonight both the christian and uh, the the hebrew israelites including the, the 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 muslim faith they're all abrahamic faiths where exactly is the disjuncture here or is there a disjuncture mulana uh no you're not very clear 
But if I heard you correctly, yes, uh, Islam is also a Brahmic faith. Um, and it has actually pro- um, prophesied, or rather made mention of some of the ills that you would have found within the some of the rabbis and the priests of the misusing of the monies of people. You know, in al ahbar wa ruhban la mu'ala nasi bil wa which means most certainly some of the rabbis and some of the priests they will eat, you know, the monies of people unjust. And uh, they will uh, misguide people from the path of God. Uh, I'm not saying this is a criticism. This is Almighty God that has informed us of this. And uh, I'm not also saying that Islam is immune to it. Um, You're implying it, though. In today's... Yeah, (laughs) Well, uh, in today's society... If you're going to say it's the priests and the rabbis and not the mulanas and the sheikhs, you are implying that <laughs> Islam is, is immune to this. Well, I was simply quoting the the text of the Quran, and I'm saying that there may be also uh, those that follow in that, in that footsteps where religion is used uh, for cross-consumption of contributions of 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 believers, and uh, less to do with doing God's work with the resources that he has commanded of the believers. Okay. And and the last point that I want to make on this is that uh, charity is God's right to look after his less privilege. And uh, as such, the houses of worship should and must all of them, not just the mosques, but all of them, should be a place where the rights of the less uh, um, advantaged people uh, get serviced and empowered to stand on their two feet and they are able to fare for themselves. This is the objective of what we know as Sharia. Okay. Um, right, yes. Just hold it right there. I'm, I'm going to read some posts on uh, uh, Facebook and on Twitter, and then we'll go and play some voice notes. Um, uh, let's go to Twitter first. Um, those of you who have sent your tweets to our Twitter handle at SFM Radio and the hashtag is SFM Facts of Faith. One tweet from Jack Pagati at Jack Pagati. One writes King Solomon built the Lord's house and looked after it with those who worshipped with him. It is where people find spiritual comfort and guidance and in turn, this day in this day and age, people have the responsibility to give more than tithes for the upkeep of the house of the Lord. Okay, thank you very much Jack Pagati. It would be nice for you to point us to what exactly it is you're referring to because when you look at Chronicles 1-2 Kings 1 2. Uh, well, I'm not quite sure that's what is represented there. But please share with us a text that would support your point there, Jack Pagati. Uh, this is Ngoko. Uh, Ngoko. Is that how you pronounce it? Ngoko Mudise at uh, Joshua Mudise writes Church was institutionalized in order to control the thinking and reasoning of people. It's a very powerful weapon and very dangerous. Joshua Marisa, thank you very much for your tweet. We go to Facebook. There you're going to find Miller Fee? Miller Fee SA. Hoping I'm reading that correctly on Facebook. Writes, it is the people who are responsible to the house of God, at least from a Christian point of view. In the New Testament of the Holy Bible, we see people trading and marketing uh, in the house of God and Jesus chasing them out. This alone shows and emphasizes and the responsibility that we have to the house of God. Really, Miller Fiesa, is that the case? To my recollection, it was Jesus who was angry at them making his, the, his father's house a den of thieves. 
quite sure that's what happened. But hey, you can call in. I'd like to hear you enjoy this conversation as well. The Miller PSA. Then we'll go to Lord Ra. My goodness, these names. Lord Ra writes, The church does indeed have a responsibility towards the world in its entirety. This is regardless of what, what religious denomination it caters to. Furthermore, animals and nature in general are not to be excluded in this regard. Based on what, Lord Ra? Based on what? Do share. Manlingo Siltamini writes, Its role is to build people's morals, hope, and to save souls. Full stop. Manlingo Siltamini, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate your Facebook posts. All right, let's go, Sylvester, to the voice notes. Those of you who sent your voice notes to our WhatsApp line. Go ahead, Sylvester. I think that structures cannot look after people unless if you are referring to the house of God as organized religion. However, my understanding is that the house of God is a house of worship or a structure as in a cathedral, synagogue or temple. A structure cannot exercise authority over congregants. On the contrary, the congregants are supposed to look after it However, in Acts 7, verse 48, the Most High does not live in houses made by men. Wow. Um, Goodness. Okay, we do have a rabbi. uh, 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 Well, he is a rabbi. Evangelist is going to be speaking, and also the bishop is going to respond to the uh, suggestions there. Uh, Very problematic, but hey, let's hear them respond. Next one, Sylvester. The purpose of the church uh, sent uh, out by Paul is a call and a reminder to Christians to always meet regularly and form the habit of reminding themselves of what lies ahead in wait for them. That is heavenly glory, attaining heaven. But in so doing, being good to their neighbors, to the environment, to the society in which they live in, doing good deeds, supporting and motivating each other to do good deeds. So the church is uh, almost like a philanthropic, like a uh, non-governmental organization, like an NGO. It is um, uh, there to assist the, the poor, the, don't, the, the downtrodden with, um, uh, uh, it could, could be meals, food, uh, financial assistance, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, accommodation even when necessary so that is what the, the church is there for the church is to do good to god's people to the people that god has created just to do good because while helping god you're also helping yourself that is the purpose of the church thank you help, help helping god sir helping god so we, we have the responsibility to help god okay all right let's play the final one sylvester uh, good evening Naya. If you are talking about the buildings, obviously it is people that are responsible to ensure that the houses of worship are looked after. So it is a responsibility of the people to look after the, the places of worship if you are talking about the buildings. But if you are talking about the people that are normally attending there, that, then I, I really don't know. But if, uh, from my point of view, it is people that are responsible to look after the building, the doors, the windows, etc to ensure that uh, those places uh, are looked after. Thank you, Zabrukhan. We're actually talking about the organization, the people gathered together there and led by a priest, bishop, pastor, mulana, rabbi, uh, uh, guru, whatever the leader would be there. Uh, the organization that almost all the time, almost, as I said, all the time receives these offerings and uh, tithes and so forth, does it have a responsibility to take care of the people's needs when those people have needs as we have the case right now south africa like other countries in the world are facing covid 19 people are no longer working those who are working have been retrenched those who have not been retrenched they have been cut their salaries have been cut and so forth and as such they need help the relief fund is not reaching everybody so people need help does the church have a responsibility to look after those people who now need help. 
Does this organization that has been receiving these offerings and tithes and all these alms and all these resources from the people, does that organization, that institution have a responsibility to look after these people who all these years before COVID-19 have been giving and giving and giving? Now they need help. Is there anyone who's going to stand up and help? Or are we going to be saying, actually, we also need help as pastors and leaders of religion? Well, the WhatsApp line is open. I'm going to read those who have sent your WhatsApp posts on our WhatsApp. Um, uh, is that the, the top there? Okay, Kate, can you scroll for me to the top so I can read? Here we go. All right. One reads on WhatsApp. Uh, good evening. Good evening, Naya. In the book of Matthew, when Jesus was mingling with the so-called sinners, the Pharisees criticized him. In his response, he said... As paraphrasing, it's not the well that need the doctor, but the sick. With this, he demonstrated that the church or house of God has a bigger responsibility towards the ordinary people and not the other way around. Gareth Yonkers, Yonkers from Kimberley. Thank you, Gareth. Appreciate your WhatsApp. Mfanafut is totally from Cosmo City, writes, It's the people because these pastors want German cars and private jets. <laughs> All right. Of course, if I put you tongue-in-cheek, I'm assuming. Tabo writes, also on WhatsApp, God does not live in temples made by human beings as if he needed anything. Point being what, Tabo? What is your point? Good evening, Naya. Quran 9.18 says, The mosques of Allah are only to be maintained by those who believe in Allah. And the last day and established prayer give zakah. And do not fear except Allah, for it is expected that those will be of the rightly guided. Okay. All right. This person didn't tell us what his or her name is. Thank you very much for that. Nonetheless. Well, another one writes, in the Christian faith, the congregation tithes support to the church and the church should be using that money towards the running of the church and supporting the needy people of church. Remember, some people go to the church to receive and others to give. It works both ways. But ultimately, the church has an obligation to the people with the assistance of the people who are in position to Celeste in Tugela KZN. Thank you very much, Celeste. I appreciate your WhatsApp. Evening. Here is what the scripture says. This other person writing on WhatsApp. Be sure to set aside a tenth of all the your fields produce each year. Deuteronomy 14.22 Each or eat the tithe of your grain, new wine and oil and firstborn of your herds and flocks in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name. Verse 23. All right. Those are WhatsApp texts sent to our WhatsApp. And then Ngoznatimfene uh, on uh, Facebook writes, The mission is to reconcile every soul back to the heaven when they pass on the basic purpose of a salvation is having a relationship with god and believe with your heart meaning with all of your life that jesus is lord then you on the right track for more information please really really okay i'm gonna skip right through that point that is besides our point pagam is it pagama mbeje Pagman Beje writes, But God was very clear. Two tables of stones from the law constitute love for God and love for fellow man. Church and state, those don't mix. Even Jesus said, Give Caesar what belongs to Caesar and God what belongs to God. If I have God, I'll help you simple. Okay. Let's leave it right there and go back to our guests um, who have been listening to all these comments on uh, social media. I want to begin with the Mulana. Mulana, you've been listening. Your brief response. Uh, well, they didn't much respond except that, yes, um, Quran 9 verse 18 does allude to a broader responsibility of the church, uh, of the mosque. Uh, by the believers, that the maintainers of the mosques are those who believe in Allah and the Lord. And they establish the prayer and they give arms 
alms is zakat to the needy. So the role of of the mosque is clearly uh, indicated in this verse, and it is that have the responsibility to maintain, you know, the house of God with all its social responsibility that it has. All right, slightly contrary to what you suggested at the beginning there, Bodan. Let's move on to the, the to the bishop. Bishop, your, your response. Bishop, are you there? I want to take people back to the, words, the first words of the Sermon on the Mount, which uh, the Messiah gives when he starts the gospel. I have come to set the captives free. That, that first initial statement of faith that you find on the Beatitudes. And within the first sermon that he preached, it's very interesting to note how social issues come in as an introduction to his sermon. And for those of you who are theologians, I want to take you to the last sermon that he preached. That is on Matthew chapter 25. I was sick, I was in prison, I was naked, and etc. It would be interesting for the theologians to marry the two sermons and then build up theology with and sandwiched with a thin line of the only one commandment that we are given. All the other doctrines are useless according to the teachings of the Messiah. This one commandment I leave with you, that you love one another. The question, when you are discussing these issues of time, I would hate it to discuss principles and philosophies that don't turn themselves into a practical debunking of how do we show love for one another. It does not say loving the rich or loving the educated. It says loving one another. So every denomination, every community needs to define the, the parameters of exercising that community affection one for the other. And in the olden days, we say things like Lima, for example, where people would gather and work in the field of one person, move to the other person and work in their field again. There's a way of equalizing and leveling the ground to avoid family members and communities falling into the trap of poverty. And if the church believes in Jesus, as they say they do, my question is simple. Why do we find it easy to write 165 pages of theses of explaining trinities and explaining mark of the beast and explaining middle of the week and half of the week. And we failed to focus on the only one commandment that we were given as a statute and a principle, the backbone of Yeshua, of how communities of faith must run themselves. This, this, up to now, I've not yet come to glimpse to that. But I went to a theological school. I learned everything from theology, from Greek and Hebrew, the Old Testament, the New Testament theology. I don't remember sitting in a class being taken through principles of how to love one another. You're supposed to get it between classes. It's supposed to be understood in the greater scheme of things, of course. The whole idea is that you're going to be loved. But there is no intentional education, theology that focuses on the church, specifically looking at uh, assisting the poor. And from that reason, therefore, you find that modern pastors are caught up in high life, competing with one another, high cars, big bodyguards, you know, collecting monies, sending in Who collects offerings during corona? If I can ask the honest truth. This is the time, as you are saying, where churches must have been having food passes. All the time you have been contributing for the past 300 years in our churches. My own church, for example, without saying much, that might be in trouble for it. We had set up millions <laughs> for elections during the general conference. Now, instead of you taking those millions of hiring a venue, and converting them into food parcels to feed the world church. No, we will keep the money until the next election. I find that to be highly immoral and highly unethical that to maintain the structure has become much more important than looking after the poor. All right, um, evangelist, you get the parting shot. You've been listening and your closing remarks. Yes, now more than ever, this is the time when the church or the assembly should be standing up now to support the people that are in need. We cannot afford to look aside and see all the suffering that is going on and we have no feelings at all. But again, I will continue to say, our main challenge is that 
these so-called churches, these so-called institutionalized religions, are not structured as they are supposed to be according to the scripture. Had they been, probably we were going to experience a better working relationship between the, 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 the assembly and those who are in need. But as it is now, it appears like church or, or, or assembly is more about the place of worship and the one who owns that place of worship. Whereas when you look into scripture, it is about the people who congregate and the people that they affect within their community. So Yah is not, is not contained in buildings, as someone rightly said. And worship is not about the buildings or institutions. Worship revolves around Yahuwah Alahim, and he does not change. Your structures can change, but him does not change. And so we need to go back to true worship. We need to accept his standard of worship. We need to accept the whole Torah because that's the standard of worship. We cannot advance other things at the expense of the whole truth of the scriptures. Why worship on Sunday? The scripture is clear. Why now do you want the, 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 the type and you don't want to follow all the, 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 the laws that are, that are there in the Torah? This is a double standard. And that's why things will never work for the religious systems of this world. All right, on that very note, I want to thank you all, gentlemen, for coming through and giving us your insights. And if you are a believer in any faith, I'm hoping your faith is looking after you. To my pastor, Joshua Maponga, a cultural activist, writer, fighter of spiritual colonialism. Bishop, thank you very much for your time. Eastern Zanumwe, evangelist who is a Hebrew Israelite who comes to us all the time as a rabbi. Thank you very much to you too as very well, uh, evangelist. Also, Mulana Abbasim gives me a while. Muslim theologian, for your time, we're also so grateful. Thank you very much, sir. From me, Nayelu Ponduana, and the team, have a wonderful day, wonderful evening, and Godspeed.